Luke 18, 9 through 14. The parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. To some who are to some who are confident of their own righteousness and look down on everyone else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God, for all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. This is the word of the Lord. Good evening. Before I begin, I have a question. Is Sir Lancelot a first-time visitor? Is that what we should call him today? <laughs> What's that? He should get a mug, right? <laughs> if he can fill out the paperwork. <laughs> well, <laughs> the question for today is a few questions. Why did you come here? Why did you come here today? And what do you want from God? What do you need and what do you expect to receive from God today? Now, if we were perfect people, we could just come here each week and sing praises to God, and that would be great and we wouldn't have any needs, but we're people in need, and God cares for us. And today, we're going to be looking at this parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector, two men who went to the temple, both for different reasons. And as we look at this parable this evening, what I'd like you to do is try to determine which one of these people you're most like? Are you more like the Pharisee or are you more like the tax collector? And I want you to think about how you approach God. And it's good every now and then to ask these hard questions. And I know the last time that I stood before you, I had some tough questions. But today, we're going to have a few tough questions again. And it's, why do I come here? What do I want from God? And what do I expect from God today? And how do I approach God? Now, in the Old Testament, and even at this time when Jesus spoke this parable, you had to kind of come to the temple to find God. Today, we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. And so we can commune with God all the time. We don't necessarily have to come here to this church to talk to God or to hear from God. But when we come here, we should still come 
with the purpose. And when we come before God at home or anywhere else, we should come before him with a purpose and recognize our need. So before we begin, let's pray. Father, as we look into your word today, I pray that you would open our hearts and our minds to what you would have for us. I pray, Lord, for each of the people here today, that you would speak to them and that you would lift them up. I pray, Lord, that we would go away from here, different people, and blessed people. Thank you, Lord. I want to read this section of Scripture one more time. Uh, sometimes it's good to just hear it twice. And so listen carefully to the words, especially to the first line. The first line is very important. It says, to some who were confident in their own righteousness and looked down on everybody else, Jesus told this parable. So that's who the parable is being spoken to. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood up and prayed about himself. God, I thank you that I'm not like other men, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, and even like that tax collector over there. I fast twice a week, and I give a tenth of everything that I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but he beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me. I'm a sinner. I tell you, Jesus said, that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. So as I said, Jesus told this parable because there were many whose hearts were not right. They were confident in their own righteousness. They thought they were pretty good. And so he told this parable to kind of bring them down a notch or two. People seem to get God mixed up. People seem to get religion mixed up. I talk to people all the time and they just don't understand what the gospel is about. No matter how clear they hear it all the time in churches or whatever, good people who go to churches, people who read their Bible, still get it mixed up. And we can get things mixed up too. We're not that much different than these Pharisees. We can get things mixed up. So the Pharisee thought he, he came into the temple thinking he was so, somebody really special. Even standing before God, he thought he was really special. He doesn't confess even one sin when he comes before God, but he begins by telling God or himself, I don't know who he was trying to convince, just how great he is. He said, I'm not like other men. I tithe, I tithe. I'm, I'm sorry, I fast twice a week, I tithe. I am pretty great, God. I'm pretty great. And by the way, um, the, the Jewish people were only required to fast once a year. And so this man was fasting twice a week. And, it's, and, it, and it, you know, there were plenty of people around to hear this Pharisee speaking. And what's the point of not saying something if there's no one there to hear you? 
What's the point of not of doing something good and trying to show people how great you are if there aren't people around? And so that's what he does. He says all of this when there's other people around. And then he compares himself to other people. He compares himself to robbers, adulterers, and evildoers. He doesn't compare himself to anybody that's good, just bad people. That's who he compares himself to. And then he sees the tax collector on the side of the room, and there's his first target. Um, you know, now he can, he, before it was sort of abstract, now he's going to center in on one person. I'm better than that person. Um, he told God how, how, you know, how much better he was than the other person, than the tax collector. You know, I hear this all the time from people. There's a whole lot of people who think they're pretty good. And they think they're pretty good because they compare themselves to other people. And one thing that Christians need to be very cautious of is thinking that we're better than other people. We're not better people than other people. We're just people, sinners like them. Some people... You know, I'm not a bad person. You know, I believe, I hear this all the time, I believe I'll go to heaven. I'm, I'm a pretty good person. I think I've, you know, I don't steal stuff at Walmart or cheat people or anything. And there's other people who don't smoke, they don't drink, and they don't chew gum or anything like that. And they think they're pretty good. Well, the question is, do you ever feel better about yourself when you're around people who are a mess? Do you ever feel like, huh, Look at me, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a pretty good Christian because look at, look at those, those other people, they're a mess. Do you ever feel that way? If you do, if you find yourself feeling that you're better than somebody else, it's because you don't know yourself very well and you don't know God's standard. God's standard is perfection and you haven't reached it. Well, the Pharisee didn't realize that the tax collector was going to end up in heaven and he was actually headed for hell. It's dangerous to be wrong about stuff. So we have to be careful. Jesus was always telling religious people that they're wrong about stuff. And... You know, sometimes I find myself doing that too. But, um, <laughs> but in verse 9 it says, He told this parable to people who were confident in their own righteousness and looked down on others. All of us fall short of God's glory and yet God loves us. All of us are in need of a Savior and God reaches out to us no matter what our sin is. One of the scripture verses that we had on the on the screen tonight was Romans 5.8, which says that God demonstrates his love towards us while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. So God loves sinners. All of us are in need. Now, the tax collector, on the other hand, who is a sinner, and I might just explain, like, a tax collector at this time was considered to be um, more like a mafia person. They were the people that 
were hated by the Jewish people. They cheated their own people. So these were people who were uh, Jewish people who would work for the Roman government to collect taxes, but they would also steal money from the taxes. They would collect what was due to the Romans, but then they would collect extra from the, their own people, and they would try to embezzle, uh, what's the word, cheat the people, I guess. I don't, I'm not sure what the word is. But he comes into the temple and he cries out to God. He's ashamed of his sin. He's ashamed of himself. He begs for mercy. His heart is broken and he's sick and tired of being the way that he is. He needs a touch from God on his life. Do you ever come here feeling that way? Do you ever come feeling like you just need a touch from God? Do you ever come feeling broken? Do you come before God broken? Are you, are you sick of your sin? Is anybody here sick of their sin? Nobody? Wow. Well, you should be. You know, you really should be. At the end of the parable, parable, in verse 14, Jesus says, I tell you that this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and everyone who humbles himself will be exalted. So both men came to the temple for different reasons. A Pharisee, to show how great he was, he came for the praises of man, and the tax collector to beg for mercy, not caring what anybody thought about him. One person was trying to make people think highly of him, and the other person didn't care what anybody thought about him at all. So, but for me, the important thing is not how they came in, but how they went out. That's the important thing. The Pharisee went out being proud just the way that he came in. He went out thinking really well of himself. He thought that all he did and said really must have impressed God. I went to the temple today, told God how great I was, and it was all good. The tax collector went out justified by God. He went out clean, loved, and forgiven. But here's the main point of the service, sermon that I want you to catch. I'm not sure that the tax collector felt as though he was justified when he left. I'm not sure that when we come before God and we pour out our hearts to God, that we leave knowing that God loves us and forgives us of our sins. Do you ever pray for forgiveness of your sin and still not feel clean? Do you feel condemned? I'm not sure that when we leave here, we always leave feeling and having, taking with us what God has to offer us. When we come to God thinking that we have no needs, we leave without any blessings at all. And if you constantly come before God, not bringing your needs before him, you'll constantly leave with nothing. 
your time before God will not be wasted, but it's not going to benefit you. On the other hand, if we come to God thinking how that we're so wretched that even God couldn't love us, then you'll leave that way too without knowing that God wants to bless you. God loves you and his desire is to meet you here today. His desire is to forgive your sins, to clean you up, and to love you. Now, this is just a, a parable. So this, isn't, this situation didn't really happen. But if it did happen, when the Pharisee was there in the temple and he was saying how good he was, Satan was right there speaking to him. He would have been right there speaking to him. What do you think Satan would be telling this man? Anybody? Come on, this is interactive. You know, you know me. It's interactive. What would Satan be telling this man? That's, who said that? You're absolutely right. That's what Satan would be saying. You, oh, you are a good person. He'd be telling that. Now, the tax collector, on the other hand, when he is pouring out his heart before God and saying how much of a sinner he, he is, what do you think Satan would be saying to him? No hope, exactly right. That's what Satan does. He talks to both of these people. He talks to you too. He's a liar. But he's always talking to you. He's always telling you that. If you come before Satan, before God and Satan's there, and you're telling God how great you are, and you're thinking, if you think you're a great person, Satan's going to help to convince you that you're right. But if you think that you're a broken sinner that's beyond repair, Satan's going to keep throwing that in your face too. And he'll try to convince you that you're right. So what do you come here for today? How do you approach God? What do you want from God? What do you need from God today? See, all of us need stuff from God. We all do. Each of us. And we need to be thinking about that when we come before God. We need to be thinking all the time about our sin. We need to be thinking about the other people that we're praying for. We need to be constantly coming before God with our needs. My fear is that both of these men missed out on what God had for them. And that's not so bad because it's just a parable. But what about you? My fear is that often you miss out on what God has for you too. Because you either think you're too good or you think you're too bad and you think God cannot love you or forgive you. We listen to Satan's screams and not God's quiet voice when God whispers to us. A while back, I read a book uh, called Radical by David Pratt. And in the book, he tells uh, of how a lot of people try to achieve a relationship with God by doing good stuff. Um, they think like, like the Pharisee, that they're special people, thinking that not only people but God are impressed with them. And I talk to people constantly who think they're good enough. And I also talk to people constantly 
who think they could never be good enough. People seem to fall into those two categories. Very few fall into the middle. We try and we try, but we come up short. And so we never expect God to bless us. Let me read a little clip to you from uh, this book called Radical by David Pratt. David writes, I remember sitting outside a Buddhist temple in Indonesia. Men and women were filling the elaborate, colorful temple grounds where they daily performed their religious rituals. Meanwhile, he says, I was engaged in a conversation with a Buddhist leader and a Muslim leader in a particular community. They were discussing how all of the religions were fundamentally the same and only superficially different. They said, we have, uh, have differences about issues, but when it comes down to the essentials, each of our religions is kind of the same. And he says, as I listened to them, after a while they asked me what I thought. And he said, it sounds like both of you pitch a God or whatever you call God on top of a mountain, and it seems you believe that all of us are at the bottom of the mountain and we may take one route up the mountain and another one of us take another route up in the mountain. But in the end, we all end up in the same place at the top of the mountain with God. And they smiled as he spoke and, and they said, exactly, you understand. And then he said to them, let me ask you a question. He said, what would you think if I told you that the God on top of the mountain actually came down to where we are? What would you think if I told you that God doesn't wait for people to find their way up to him, but he comes down to us instead? And they thought for a moment, and they responded, that would be great. And he said, let me introduce you to Jesus. You see, many of us, like this tax collector, are too broken to climb up a mountain to God. We know who we are, and, and no matter how much we try, we never can improve enough to be good before God. We feel as though we don't deserve anything from God and that it would be wrong for us. Do you ever feel wrong when you're praying for something? You're asking God for something? Do you ever feel like, I don't deserve this, God? And if I were you, I wouldn't give this, I wouldn't answer this prayer for me? Does anybody ever feel that way? I mean, that's the brokenness that we have. That's who we are. We don't deserve anything. If you don't feel that way, you really should. You to take an inventory of yourself. Um, but today's message is, God, is that God sent his son down from heaven to reach out to this broken tax collector. He sent his son down from heaven to reach out to you and me. He loves us and he wants to bless us today. How do you approach God? What do you want from God? What do you need? Each of us needs to approach God, and we need to come to him. It's God's desire that we come to him, and that when we do come to him, we leave knowing that we've been justified. It's God's desire that we see our sin, and our brokenness, and our rebellion, but that we see him also, and that we see his mercy and his forgiveness. This is what the gospel is all about. The gospel is good news. It's good news because God forgives sinners. 
It's good news because God gives something to people who don't deserve it, who could never earn it, and in no way could ever totally appreciate what God has given them. It's God's desire that he, we know that his son came down from heaven and that we who are too broken to climb the mountain can receive his forgiveness. So don't just come to church. Come with a purpose. Come to receive his mercy and his forgiveness. And then, and this is not just church, but every time you come before God, recognize that he wants to bless you. It's so hard for people to believe in this broken world where things keep going wrong that God truly wants to bless you. But that's his heart. That's the heart of God. He does love you and he desires to bless you. So leave knowing that you're justified and accepted in his presence. I don't know why you came here, uh, but don't leave until you know that God loves you and that he accepts you and that he cares for you and his desire is to meet your needs. Now, um, we've been doing some sermons on different things, prayer and stuff, and we've been practicing what we've been learning, right? Well, today we're going to practice a little bit of what we learned tonight. I want to give you an opportunity to just to come up to the altar and to seek God. And if you're somebody who thinks you're really, really good, come on up and just tell God how great you are. If you're somebody that, you know, <laughs> probably won't be too many of you because I know most of you. Um, <laughs> but if you're somebody that has a need, come before God and ask God. If you're somebody who has sin in your life that you would like God to forgive you of that you've been carrying for a long time. Just come up here. We're not going to take long to do this, but we're just going to take a minute or two. And so if that's you, come up now. Come up now if you have a need. Come before God and see what God can do to bless you. No one here is too good to come and no one here is too bad to come. God wants to meet you here today. So some of you, you come up. Oh, God.